All right, we are rolling sound here. This is Wrestling with the Locals, and on the phone, I have got probably one of the most talented individuals in the wrestling business today, Mike Anthony. Mike, are you there, bud? Doing pretty good. Uh, so, <clears throat> usually the way this starts is I will ask you when you started, who trained you, and your first match. Man, I started actually, man, I don't remember the exact date right offhand, man, because I've man, it's been so long. But uh, I started the first week in January, the year was 2008. And uh, I was trained by Rodney Mack and Jazz two of the most, you know, hardcore, talented individuals I've ever met in my life. And, man, I'm just so blessed, man. It's just, you know, I can't even explain the experience. But, uh, man, my first match was against a guy by the name of Kid Crazy. Oh, yeah, I remember him. I mean, yeah, man, the match didn't last too long, I mean, but it was just, a, it was a feeling, and it was a, it was a night that I'll never, ever forget, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard, I've talked to several people. Uh, they got their, their start with, well, being trained by Rodney Mack and Jazz. And, you know, they've gone on to other things and everything. But so I, apparently I've got a group of people that started from the same place. So I guess it was down here in Jonesboro at RWA. No, actually, man, it was a thing where when I first, it was weird, man, because, um, when I first started, well, right before I started, I was working out at the gym in the, uh, at the uh, Little Rock Air Force Base. And I was working out, man, I overheard a conversation, and it was a guy by the name of Silas, man, a legit seven foot tall guy, man. And he was telling, he was telling this other guy how he had his first ever wrestling match tonight. And it was a thing where closed mouths don't get fed. Right. So I immediately stopped working out, and um, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, did you say something about professional wrestling? You know, sorry to button your conversation, but I heard pro wrestling. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but I always thought, you know, to, in order, you know, when you start wrestling, I always thought it was just like any other job, you know, like a McDonald's or something, you know, when you get old enough, you go fill out an application and you go to work. Yeah. Well, he told me about it, and so I went, and so and it was like, you know, I met Rodney, I met Jazz, and like I tell you, it was mind-blowing because I watched them on TV growing up. You know, so it was just like, okay, wow, this is right in front of my eyes. And I'm like, okay. So we're in there, and they had me work security. And, like, dude, it was like the first time I had ever been a part of a wrestling show. Now, the time I went before that was back in 1999. I had went to WCW, you know, so it was a big difference between sitting in the crowd and watching and actually being a part of an event. And so, man, we went in there, we trained, and I had a little athletic ability, and I just thought that wrestling was going to be a cakewalk. And number one, I was wrong as hell because <laughs> it was one of the hardest things. <laughs> it was one of the hardest things, man. It was just a hard adjustment all the way around because this ring wasn't the trampoline that I thought it was, you know? So, man, we went in there and I got laughed at, of course, you know, my, my tag partner, Action Jackson, was there and we weren't really friends at the time, we really didn't know each other, 
but you know, years later, I found out actually Jackson was just laughing at my ass the whole time, dude, because I would, <laughs> I took a rub and I would cough because I was holding my breath the whole time. Right. <laughs> and it was killing me in there, you know, so it was just kind of comical, but once I made the adjustment, Rodney and Jazz, like I tell you, were a, you know, and still are to this day, a true blessing to me. Um, they saw natural athletic ability in me and, and they continued to work with me and continued to work with me and continued to work with me and they wouldn't get off my ass about it. And, you know, they played a major part in what I am today. See, I've heard a lot about them like that, that they're, you know, they are 100% behind the people they are training and they will do anything and everything and bend backwards for them. trained by Moondog Spot. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about, about them bumps. And my first, the one thing that everybody had a problem with, they wouldn't tuck their head. And he's like, you know what? When you hit your head, you're going to learn to tuck that damn thing. <laughs> seen the uh, post that I posted a few weeks ago that's got hit hard. Uh, you know, I've had poker face on here and everything. 
they've talked about Memphis wrestling about you know what do you, why do you think that independent wrestling is is it's not as popular as it once was. Well, I mean, you know what? I I kind of beg to differ with that. You know, I mean, it just depends on who you are and what you're looking for. Um, me personally, that was almost like back then when you had the Monday Night Wars with WWF and WCW. Yes. You know what I mean? It was not a me personally. I didn't have a favorite show. I just like wrestling. I was flipping back and forth. You know, it was just a thing where, okay, WCW, they had a lot of people that I liked. WWF, they had a lot of people I liked. And then I like wrestling as a whole. You know, whether it be old school, whether it be, you know what I mean, some outlandish gimmick, whether it be comedy, whether it be a great story. I like, you know, I can find something in all of it that I like personally. You know, I can't speak for the next person. But, you know, it just depends on who you are and what you're looking for. Yeah. Now, as far as, now, I know you just mentioned Poker Face. Uh, back when we were training with Rodney and Jazz, Poker Face also played a major part in our training. Now, he wasn't specifically our trainer, and even Poker Face would tell you he was more of our coach figure. You know, because there were some weeks that Rodney and Jazz were, you know, away doing other shows. And Poker Face was there, and he took on the role as our coach. You know, and Poker Face, you know, and there's a bunch of guys that I looked up to as um, coach figures or idols. Because, like, I mean, Alex Steele, Dustin Starr, uh, Blaylock the Blazer, Reno Diamond, just to name a few. Because I know I'm forgetting, you know, I know I'm forgetting a lot, you know what I mean? But, right. Because a lot of people have come to me before and asked me to train them. 
I'm not going to train anybody. I'm not a trainer. But I've always sent them or I've always gave them names of people who would train them, who would do a good job training them. You know, I'll help. I'll give you advice. But as far as me charging you money, because that's what the majority of it is. People just want to take other people's money exactly. for whatever reason. Exactly. In my personal opinion, if you want some money, go get a fucking job. Exactly. You know, or if you don't want to get a job, go get to get your ass to a seminar, go get properly trained, and then you might see some money down the road. Get out there. You're not going to make any money if you're not leaving your front yard. And that's just one thing. That's probably been one of my, that was one of my weak points too, because when it comes to traveling, when it comes to traveling, I'm always the guy that's, are we there yet? When are we going to get there? This trip is too long, you know? So, that, well, I mean, you know, that was that's my own fault, and I would tell guys that. Right. You know, that was that was the worst mistake I ever made in this business, was not going to places that I could have gone. Right. You know, you, I mean, Action Jackson is all over the country. Yeah, you know that is my that is that is to the, that is my best friend. You know, and he's always been on me. Hey, bro, you need to come with me. Bro, come on, just get out here on the road, come see things. Nah, man, I gotta go to work, and you know, <laughs> I got other things I gotta do. Uh, thirteen hours. I don't want to go thirteen hours one way because hell, I gotta come thirteen hours back. Yeah, and thirteen but, hours back is not as fun as thirteen hours there. <laughs> man, but you know what? Oh yeah. You know, while you're sitting there not going that thirteen hour, that twenty six hours, man, you can see so much. You have so many memories, so many laughs, you meet so many new people, you meet you meet different people. You know what I mean? You can't right. get better wrestling that me and you can't get better wrestling each other for six years straight. Exactly. You know? <clears throat> Um, it's a thing where you have to get out there, man. And then, you know, you got these guys that think just because they can climb up on a damn ladder and do a flip off and want to share it on Facebook and say, get my name out there. That's not how you get your damn name out there. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. It's true. So it, it's just a thing where, man, get your name out there. You got to get off your ass and get out there. Yeah, you can't just make one big jump and, I mean, granted, it's, it could be a cool jump and everything, and, but, usually, like, you put it on there and, like, share this, and, okay, you made one big jump. How long have you been wrestling? You made one jump. Come on now. Don't come to me complaining. 
complaining about, man, I just wish I could be better. You know, I'm not holding your ass here. You're holding you here. Right. You know, I didn't tell you you can't go anywhere. But at the same time, the guys and the young guys that don't know any better, you know, you only know what you're taught. You know, you didn't know not to stick a butter knife in the electrical socket if your mom didn't smack your damn hand until you know, don't do that. Exactly. You know, so it's just a thing where, like, that's why I say that kind of falls on the trainer at first. But after so long, if you don't have the common sense to broaden your horizon and say, hey, man, I think I'm better than this and I need to get the hell out of here, then at the end, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if you knew how O'Shiller was at one time, and they may still be that way. I just don't get to go. I can't go over. But there was a time where there's a bit. Okay, there was a time when I was when I was over. They didn't want you to leave. They always wanted you there. They, I, I don't know why. They just didn't want to let you go anywhere. They always wanted to make sure you was there for them, and I, and I had to have that. Talk, I had that talk with Dog, and I told him, I said, "Look, I said, I'm only going to learn so much here. I, I you know, I want to learn other. I want to learn more. So, you know, I was going to go anyway, but I asked for his blessing to go to Tennessee and wrestle in Tennessee on weekends that we wasn't wrestling." And so I went and talked to Mo, and I got myself in the door, and and you know then I started wrestling for Motley in there thing. So, you know I started got you know and I was cool just working around Memphis and here and you know around this little area, and that was fine for me and everything. But you know. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Bobby Horn. Knowledge out there, 
but you got some guys that think they know it all. And one thing you, know, you learn every day. <laughs> and can't even and can't even perform a fucking arm drag, you know. But they know it all. Right. You know, and we'll get mad. You know, they don't ask, hey man, how did how did my shooting star press look? Fuck your shooting star press. If you know it was wonderful, how do you not know how to put a guy in the wrist lock? <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously. I mean, it's wrestling for a reason. I mean, I'll just say it's like you can't do a wrist lock, but you can do a 450 splash. Right. You know, cool. You know, I'm happy for you. You know, a lot of people always tell me, Mike, you have the greatest elbow drop I've ever seen. And, you know, thank you. I appreciate the compliment, you know. And, and you know, I feel as if my elbow drop is great. But if the guy is down in Texas, Guys down in Texas don't know about my elbow drop. The people down in Florida don't know about my elbow drop. So, at the end of the day, my elbow drop ain't shit. You know? Right. So, it's just, it's, it's the little things. You know? And like I say, with this social media thing, you got one guy that'll post it, and like, me and you will beat the shit out of each other. But me and you, my friends, are on Facebook, and we'll go back and forth liking each other's shit. <laughs> you know, and it's like the same six people like each other's stuff, and it's going nowhere. It's going absolutely nowhere. It's true. You know, and I, I mean, I hate to be an asshole. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but if I if I lie about it, then I'm not helping anybody. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's what, that's you, you, you know, these trainers a lot to their guys and say, oh, man, you're great, okay, but I want you to stay here. That's not a trainer to me. A real yeah. trainer will push you out there. A real trainer wants you to be successful. A real trainer, at the end of the day, with your success, like right now, you know, um, whenever I see Action Jackson do great on the road, you know, not only does he succeed, but I feel like in some form of fashion, I succeed a little bit as well. You know what I mean? Right. Because when I can watch WWE Monday Night Raw on cable TV and see Action Jackson's face on my big screen, you know, hey, that's my boy on TV. That's my best friend on TV. <laughs> you know? So. I know exactly how you feel because, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I don't talk to Action Jackson a lot and everything, but, you know, he's he has wrestled for me and everything, and we get along and everything. Every time we see each other, we talk. And when I'm sitting here and I'm watching NXT TakeOver, and I see Action Jackson come on TV, and he's, talk, he's looking right at the guy that I, you know, I look up to, I think that is the coolest damn thing in the world. Rodney Mack and Jazz, they didn't, you know, yeah, we wrestled for them, and while we were training, yes, you know, we weren't ready, you know, but as soon as we were ready, they didn't hold on to us, you know, they were like, they pushed us, they pointed us in the right direction, they gave us contact, you know, and it was like a thing where once they give you contact, it's up to you to use them. Right. If you don't use those contacts, at the end of the day, you basically only hold yourself back. But once you succeed, that, I mean, that 
that's like a big thank you with your success. That is thanking Rodney Jazz. You know, that is thanking the guys at the Monster Factory. That is thanking Poker Face. That is thanking guys like Alan Steele, the Monster Factory, uh, Lions, Lions Pride Wrestling. I mean, these places are open, and as long as you're willing to learn, and if you go in there and bust your ass, you know, they don't have any problems teaching you. They don't have any problems showing you anything. But it's just a thing where it's, if you go in there thinking you know it all, if you just don't have that passion, that desire to learn, they're not going to have anything for you. And you can't get mad about that. You know, because if yeah. you knew it all, you would have been signed already. If you knew it all, I wouldn't have to push you out the damn door. Yeah, you wouldn't be making $10 if you knew it all. And man, that's, that's another thing. You know, guys don't, it's common sense. You don't want me to go anywhere. You don't want me to wrestle for this guy. You don't want me to wrestle there. Pay me not to go wrestle for them. You know, $10. Hell, it cost me 50 to get here. <laughs> right? You know, I'm starving. Here's a hot dog. Uh, okay, well, thanks, but what about my gas tank? You know? So it's just, it, it's a lot that goes with it, man. And a lot of it is paying your dues. And, yeah. you know, that comes with it too. And, you know, it was a thing where guys like Action Jackson and myself, Rodney and Jazz trained us for free. Oh, wow. You know, they trained us for free. Now, we didn't get paid, you know what I mean? Who knows what we would have got paid if they would have paid us, you know, at, that, at the level that we were. You know, but they saw it in us. You know, I looked at I looked at Action Jackson as soon as he came in, and I knew, you know, he was something special just by his drive. He didn't even have to be a great athlete. The fact that that man was just so eager to get in the ring, that was enough right there to say, "Hey, come on in here, let me train you, let me show you something." Now look at him. You know, he's not perfect, but he is a good example of. Hard work does eventually pay off. Yes, it does. You know? And it was, it was time, you know, like I said, we didn't get paid when we first started. But at the same time, we did get paid because the knowledge that they gave us. That's process. I mean, was, it was great. You couldn't, you won't get that knowledge anywhere else. No. And I was just blessed at that time because Rodney and Jazz, they, they, they lived here in Arkansas at the time. So it was, it was great, you know, and that's probably, that was probably why they didn't, cause they, they, they got it, <laughs> you know, they're not hurting, you know, they're not starving. So anything that they can do to help the business, that's what I was telling you, they bent over backwards to this wrestling business. Right. You know, yeah, they took guys in, they assembled down and now this is where RWA comes in at. Now, this is where we all came together at RWA. In my opinion, that was probably the greatest promotion around at this time. The roster was second to none. I agree I mean, with you. Anytime, anytime you had Rodney Jazz, Blaylock the Blazer, Reno Diamond, Action Jackson, my favorite, you know, we were super young and super green. I mean, but the, the roster that we had and we were a family, we all pushed each other. That was the thing. There were no egos. Yeah, yeah. Well, now in these locker rooms nowadays, everybody has a fucking ego and they shouldn't have one. They can't even spell ego and it's a three-letter fucking word. 
True. I mean, y'all even had, I mean, right there at RWA, I mean, y'all had veterans there that were, that, you know, been there. You had, you had Ron Rage there. I mean, which Ron Rage had been all over by this time, you know what I mean? He was all over the place. You got, you had Rob McClarity. Yeah, Ron Clarity, Ron Rage, um, I mean, Tahano Kid. I mean, and what's crazy is all of these guys, most of these guys that I'm naming, they are down, they are down in Texas. And so it's like a thing where Texas, to me, and for me, if you can't see it for yourself, all you got to do is get on log, log into your Facebook. Texas right now is the hottest state for professional wrestling. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of big shows happening down there. I mean, they're really. When I see these things, it's like, you know, and I have a lot going on. You know, I have my kids that I have to go and get every other weekend. Right. But it's like, you know, I'm I'm working my ass off. And it's like, I have a a pretty healthy schedule. But it's like, man, when I see this, when I see guys like right now, and I can't say Action Jackson because, you know, that's my best friend. That would be favoritism. But besides Action Jackson, my favorite wrestler right now is Bear Grimes, you know, and that guy right there can go, you know, anytime Bear Brown is wrestling, mm-hmm. I'm sitting right there watching, you know, because that's the fan in me, you know, because everybody, we're all fans. Oh, definitely. We're all fans. You can't sit there and say, well, I'm not a white professional wrestler, but you're in there doing it. You know, right. when Alan Steele is in the ring, I'm watching. You know, when Dustin Starr's in the ring, I'm watching. When Rodney and Jazz is in the ring, you're damn right I'm watching. So <laughs> it's the thing where it's like, man, you have to know who to watch and, you know what I'm saying, what you're looking for. And it's like a thing where it's stop blowing smoke up these trainees' asses mm-hmm. just so you can keep them around. If it's not good shit, Tell them it's not good. And if they don't like it, they know where their house is. Right. You know, it's just too much smoke blowing. And then you got these guys that get online. Oh, hey, man, I just want to tell you, thank you for the, okay, so wait a minute. <laughs> we just beat the shit out of each other. And now you think of me, and, now you got fans on here seeing that shit. And, and, but then you wonder why you don't draw the 26 people except for your big show once a year or twice a year or whatever like that. You know? It's like, okay, stop thanking people online. That's the dumbest shit ever. (laughs) But then you want to get mad. You want to get mad at me because I'm cracking jokes on your ass about it. But you're not going to say anything to me. You're going to say something to somebody else. Oh man, he just sitting up here, he always sitting up here pouring salt on people because uh, well, stop being stupid. Yeah, I've had those. I've had those phone calls where they're like, "Man, I don't know why he's doing this, man. This is some bull." Well, I mean, you can't set yourself up. You know, and then that was like, you know, and uh, it's a thing where it's like, you know, stay off of social media. Social media is good, but it's probably one of the worst things that has ever happened because nothing is secret anymore. Nothing is, nothing is kept safe anymore. And that's another problem. You know, all the, what do you call spoilers? Yeah. You know, don't spoil my damn show for me. 
Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm glad you know what the hell's about to happen. I like the damn suspense. You know, you know I, I I love the art of storytelling. You know, Sylvester Stallone is probably one of my one of my favorite storytellers. You know, if you watch the all the Rocky sequels and then the two um, like Creed one and then they come out, but they come out with Creed two. Yeah, you're you're talking to a Rocky fan right now. <laughs> one of my favorite matches and I mean neither one of them are like my favorite wrestlers but that's one of the best matches that ever ever happened two people it's you know the other hundred or so people that come to the show pay their hard-earned money to watch they want to see they want to forget everything for these two hours two or three hours at this show where they can just let go Show because I mean it's almost like watching a football game or, or a baseball game. 
just my opinion. I'm not stating facts. This is just my personal opinion. Right. You know, I mean, I, I, everybody says I have a great elbow drop. Well, before me, you know, Shawn Michaels was doing a hell of a hell of an elbow drop. Well, before Shawn Michaels, Macho Man Randy Savage was doing the greatest elbow drop of all time. You know what I mean? Right. So it doesn't stop. So I'm sure sometime tomorrow, some or in the next six months, somebody will come with a fucking 450, a springboard 450 elbow drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then that'll be the new pace setter of the elbow drop, you know? And so it's just, you know, it's just, you gotta take it for what it is. Do the best that you can, be the best that you can, and push each other to go as far as possible. So who inspired you, who inspired you to, uh, who did you grow up being inspired to become a wrestler? I'd be a 
it's just a, it's just a little thing where legit is legit, and you cannot argue with legit. You can't. You know, I've I've poker fights was my second match, and there's a big difference between me and him. I mean, big difference. I mean, you can see that. But let me tell you, wrestling him, I mean, it was so easy. And you learn a lot. And I learned a lot that night wrestling poker. Now, granted, it's been over 20 years ago. But it's, it's one of those things where I was, while I was training, I was taught the whole big guy thing. And nobody, and they really didn't even smart me up about it. And then I come in my my sick for my second match, the second Friday. You're wrestling poker face. I'm 350 pounds, and you want me to wrestle poker? And poker was little, little back then. He was probably about 30 pounds soaking wet. Oh man. Man, if I had to say, man, I bet he was probably a hundred, maybe 160 pounds. And I was like, are you, I, I, I said, how are we going to, and I really, I, I was like, I said, I, I said, you tell me what you want to do. I said, and I'll listen. I said, I just want to, you know, I just want to look good. And the first thing we did, we got on the outside and he super kicked me. I mean, he, he laid it in. I mean, you're right there in, in the crowd. So, you, you know, you got to lay it in. And I took that bump on that concrete. When we got back here back, he's like, man, I didn't expect you to take that bump on the concrete. I'm like, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> man, let me tell you something about Poker Face, man. It was I love Poker. Poker Face, his, his whole model, I mean, because it was a thing where, like, when you're training, you know, Rodney and Jazz were the primary trainers. Right. But, you know, it was, you know, different strokes for different folks. You know, and like Rodney, Rodney does the power game, but he can wrestle his ass off. But then when it comes to cruiserweight stuff, then that's where a smaller guy comes in. When it comes to the uh, the, the super heavyweights, that's where you got to be, you know what I'm saying? That's when you need to have, you know, Rodney and Jazz taught us on every single level from cruiserweights to actual big man, little man match, giant versus giant hell, midgets. I mean, you know, they taught us on every level. Well, Poker Face's thing was, you know, lay that shit in. You know, and Poker Face, yeah, he will beat the shit out of you, but he will also, you know, you are to beat the shit out of him as well. Yes. And if you don't beat the shit out of him, he's gonna beat the shit out of you out back.
are trying to we are trying to run a business. This is a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we can we can we can talk about this shit later. We can we can say whatever we need to say. But until then, we get out in that range. It is straight business. You know, and I, I'm very. I wouldn't say that I'm. I don't try to kill people, but I'm very tight. I can I can see that. You know, my last time I saw you wrestle, it was at a, it was in Tuckerman. And uh, I'm sorry. Ray, Ray, Ray Ray told me I could get on the microphone if I wanted to and, and and join the join the guys. But when I when I was out there and I was watching you, it was I, they was like, "Do you want to say something?" I'm like, "No, I'm just like really into this." And it was like it's been something it's been a long time since I seen it because it looked it looked good it was real to me and it was it was old school and and it was good and I, I enjoyed every bit of it I don't I don't think I've ever seen you have a bad match Don't think that I don't mess up. Don't think that, you know, 
everybody messes up. Oh yeah. You know, but it's just the thing where it's it's not really how you it's how you come back. You know, so yeah. to tell you how I came back from that, I never attempted the springboard since. <laughs> you know, I, I'll leave the springboards to the guys that that that's been doing it. You know what I mean. <laughs> If you can do a springboard, more power to you. And then, you know, I'll tell you what you can do. When I go for the springboard, kick the shit out of it. And we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll scratch that. But I'm not doing it. You just have to know your, know your limits, know what you can do, know what you can't do. So I'm going to ask you a real tough question. Go for it, man. Top five matches. Your best top five that you, that you hold tight to you. <sighs> Or, or you could just say your top five opponents. My top five opponents. Um, this is doing this. That, that is a hard one, man. Um, I had a, I had a good match with. Uh, let me see. One of my top five matches, Dustin Starr would be one of them. Um, I am still waiting on that WrestleMania caliber match with Action Jackson. We've had it a few times. You know, we've had a few matches, but I've always set the bar to where, you know what I mean, you can always do better. Right. So I'm still I'm still wanting to get that match out of the way, even though that's my best friend, but you know, business is business, and when it comes time to do business, I will set friendship aside, and Action Jackson and myself will have to have that match one day. Um, well, I hope I'm around when that one. Rodney Mack, definitely one of my top five matches because um, the chemistry that him and I had was great. Um, although this guy and myself aren't on the terms at all right now, Ray Ray is always, when we get in the ring, Ray and myself has always had good chemistry. You know what I mean? It's just a thing where it's, we get in that ring and we just go. And it, it's all, I haven't had a bad match with him. So I would have definitely throw Ray in there. Um, Austin Lane, we had great chemistry. Um, I want a match against Barry Brown. You know, that's one of my, that's one of my fantasy matches that I want. Um, but man, poker face. I had the privilege of getting there with Poker Face and we had good chemistry just because it was hard, you know, it was a slobber knocker. Right. He's knocking the shit out of me, I'm hitting him just as hard. So it, I, I enjoy a good fight. Um, man, you know, personally, you know, I really don't have a top, you know, top five match. I enjoy working with everybody that I've ever worked with. Um, Greg Anthony, you know, I, I haven't mentioned him yet, but he's a hell of an athlete. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, everybody that I've gotten to ring with, I mean, you know, I've had fun, I've enjoyed it, you know, so I would, I don't have a top five. That would be like asking me who's my favorite wrestler. You know, professional wrestling as a whole are my favorites. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. professional wrestling, I love it. Now, you know, sometimes we'll be like, oh, shit, you know, it's just not a good night. You know, you're going to have this night, you're going to have that night. But just over, you know, going on 11 years, 
so it's really hard to pick, you know. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's hard to try to put it all together in one, in, you know, in a short list. Yeah, it is. Um, there was a young man, which I mean, he doesn't he hasn't wrestled in a long time. He doesn't even wrestle anymore. But I, I wish he was still around. His name was JD Carey. I was and, thinking um, JD Carey. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he started wrestling. When he was fourteen fucking years old. So you know, he was very talented. You know, and you know, I enjoyed the time I worked with him. So it was just, you know, I enjoyed everything with everybody. Now, I probably didn't enjoy everything with, you know, every single little piece of it. But, man, there's, those are moments, man, it's once-in-a-lifetime moments, man. So, I mean, everybody that I've ever worked with, awesome, man, because, like I say, forward, you know, fatal four-ways, gauntlet matches, tag matches, triple threats, um... That's what it's all about, man. It's all about having some fun, man. I mean, really, I mean, we, we grow up, we're fans, and we always stay fans. You know, I don't I don't watch Monday Night Raw or SmackDown like I used to, but when, when that when that pay-per-view comes on, and it's funny because I was telling everybody, I was like, I'm probably only going to be up for maybe a couple matches or whatever. Well, then I found out, like, this past week, you know, the women were going to be in the main event. Well, I kind of want to watch that match. I want to see how, you yeah. know, three women are going to do in the main event in a TLC match. Right. And the times have changed, man. I mean, women are able to, I mean, they're able to put up these matches that can main event a big show. I can't. That's one thing I hate about professional wrestling is the fucking buddy system. 
there's a lot of that.